So uh, I'd like to call this meeting to order at uh, 4.12. Serena, could you go through a roll call? Sure. Okay. Lance Fahey. Here. Logan Stewart. Mike Wazikowski. Nope. Nick Kuzmiak. Here. Alan Ackland. <clears throat> Gregory Critchlow. I'm sorry. He's here. Okay. Bill Wilson. August Rudisell. Here. Freddie Gibb. Here. Awesome. Okay. Uh, and then the ground rules too, please, Serena. Yes. Okay. Uh, good evening. My name is Serena Pearson, uh, marketing specialist with Lawrence Transit. Um, along with me here is Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. He will work alongside Mike Wazikowski to facilitate the meeting proceedings. Um, Adam and myself will facilitate the Zoom portion of the meeting. The meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and public access channel 25. During the meeting, when you uh, are not participating, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left hand side of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you are muted, a red line will appear over the icon. Muting your microphone during the meeting will make it easier for everyone to hear. You'll also, you'll just have to remember to unmute if and when you want to speak. In some cases, we may mute or unmute people as needed to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name and title for the benefit of those listening remotely. You can turn your video on and off by clicking on the video icon on the menu. For the purposes of this public meeting, please keep your video on when you are participating in the meeting. When you are not participating, it is okay to turn your video off. Just remember to turn your video back on when you're particip participating. If you are participating by phone, you can click star six to unmute your phone. For those using Zoom, somewhere on your screen you will see a choice to toggle between speaker and gallery view. Speaker view shows the active speaker, gallery view tiles all the meeting participants. And now I will turn the meeting back over to PTAC Chair Mike Wazikowski. Thank you, Serena. Uh, as she said, my name is Mike Wazikowski. I'm the chair of PTAC, so I will be uh, running this meeting. Uh, first item on the agenda is public comment. and. Uh, we have a letter from uh, JT Thornburg, member of the public, to uh, read and review today. Uh, I also want to check, is anyone else on this call uh, uh, seeking to make public comment? I do see a couple of names I don't recognize. Mike, we've got a couple of staff folks who joined us uh, okay. just to resources for the group, but I don't believe I see any others. And there's no one else here in the room with us. Okay. Thank you, Adam. Uh, let's uh, go through the uh, written comment uh, left by JT Thornburg then. And Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. It might, um, I did put that in the public comment section. It, it does pertain to our agenda item, so perhaps it could be discussed. Fair point. Let's table until we get to that then. Um, approval minutes is next item. 
on the agenda. So the minutes are attached to the agenda. Hopefully everyone who's on the board is had an opportunity to review those minutes. Does anyone have any amendments to offer to the minutes as presented? Any amendments? Seeing no amendments. Okay. They are uh, deemed approved by unanimous consent then. And the uh, first item on the agenda, the main agenda for today is the a revisit of a temporary move of the downtown transfer location. And as Adam noted, the uh, public comment from uh, Mr. Thornburg addressed uh, this agenda item. So, uh, we want to address the public comment letter first or go through the uh, analysis you think adam um, this is adam weigel transit and parking manager i might talk through just a, a few points and then um, open it up to the group if you have questions either about the public comment or about the materials that you received so uh, staff had put together an analysis back in november of 2020 in response to concerns that were brought forth to this group in october of 2020 um, looking at uh, how we might be able to respond to some business concerns about transit operations at our current downtown transfer area. Um, we were also visited last month uh, by the, the owners and operators of Climb Lawrence with um, uh, largely the, the same concerns that they had expressed prior. Um, and the group asked us to, to bring back information this month. Uh, what I've brought back for you today is the analysis that we did back in November uh, there's a PDF of that. There is also a uh, slide deck that uh, does not really contain any new information. It does kind of reframe a lot of um, the issues and hopefully provide some extra text and images that clarify um, kind of what staff has done to respond, um, the, the things that are feasible for us to respond to, um, in particular changing our idle policy, um, following up on complaints, specific complaints related to uh, transit staff parking in a private area and smoking in certain areas. Uh, those are certainly things we've been able to follow up on. Um, the presentation also walks through some of the constraints and challenges with us creating any separate effort to move downtown transfers while we're currently undergoing the, the process to do that um, by next August. Um, there are a number of reasons why it is a challenge to move you know, on an immediate basis and um, staff position that we, we just cannot do that. Um, we're moving about as quick as we can to follow the appropriate process with planning and public engagement, engineering design and construction. Um, really the timeline that we're looking at uh, in preparation for August of, of next year is, is the fastest we're going to be able to move. So. Uh, with that said, um, it's not my intention to walk through that presentation because there's not any brand new information. Um, hopefully you've had a chance to review it. Um, happy to answer any extenuating questions related to it, but at, as staff capacity and, and our kind of plans for the transfer station goes, um, our, our plan is to continue moving um, as, as diligently as we can on our current process um, that we are in the middle of. and. Um, 
I'll have a little more information about where that sits uh, at the end of tonight's agenda, kind of our next steps for the transit project. So with that, happy to answer any questions that PTAC members might have. This is Michael Waskowski, PTAC Chair. I'll open it to the floor for anyone who has questions about the analysis the staff have provided us. Nick Kuzmiak, PTAC. I had a question about the um, pu publicly accessible restrooms for bu um, bus operators to use. So I would assume that at this point they're using ones in the library, right? But back when the, the stop was at, was it Ninth and New Hampshire or something? What um, restrooms were they able to use at that point? Uh, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. That is a good question. Um, I wonder if I see Margretta on the call. I wonder if she was around at that time. Lance Faye, Vicek, PTAC. Um, oftentimes, back when they were on that location, um, they were able to use uh, what was Z's Espresso. Um, there was a couple businesses along 9th Street that were allowing. Um, I know I remember seeing bus drivers use those locations at that time. That's. This is Margretta DeFries from Key Transportation Services. That is true. They used the coffee shops, but there were quite a few routes where the drivers also had to use other bathroom locations along the route, which is much less convenient than anything nearby the 7th and Vermont location. It's a huge problem at places where the drivers have to walk a significant distance to get from the bus stop to a bathroom. Nick Kuzmiak, PTAC. It sounds like given the precedent for for bus operators being able to use restrooms in private establishments, is is there a possibility that that could be overcome for any sort of temporary change? I guess I'm not saying at this point that I'm in favor or against anything. I'm just trying to, you know, get some more details and some of the constraints that were identified. Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. I think it was... Uh, Staff's position that we don't expect to be able to negotiate use of like a private establishment restroom for bus operators at a major downtown transfer area. So, um, you know, the library is a convenient spot for that. If we were to move in a temporary way and not have the time that's needed for us to actually construct something for them, we'd be talking about something like a portage on. And I, staff's not willing to put bus operators in that position for more than a year. Um, using facilities like that. This is Mike Waskowski, PTAC Chair. I'd add on if we started using a porta potty for that to change uh, stop location, we wouldn't be able to control who is actually using that. It, it would be open to basically anyone unless we were to provide locks on it and give keys to all the all the bus drivers. And that seems kind of extreme, a step to take just to give people a place that they can use the facilities. All right, does any other PTAC member have uh, comments, questions, concerns about uh, this analysis? 
Yeah, Lance Fay, Vice Chair PTAC. Uh, just let you know that I'm firmly against any temporary move of the transfer location at this time. That after reviewing everything again and considering, you know, traffic flow and safety, uh, also I, I think it would set a bad precedent in terms of a single for-profit business uh, thinking that they can dictate public transit or other public uh, service and infrastructure policy. I think that that would open up the door for any time there is a complaint about where a bus is parked that all of a sudden we have to take on the expense and the inconvenience to move to appease them. Uh, so I'm firmly against a temporary move. Uh, if, if a more permanent move was determined and we could maybe start orchestrating that a little early, I'd be willing to consider it. But something temporary for this, I am firmly against. Mike Wozkowski, PTAC Chair. I just note that the more permanent change that you're proposing is what we are envisioning doing as a part of the uh, transfer hub project, that we're going to build a new downtown transfer location of some kind somewhere. Uh, far as I don't know, I don't know where that is yet, but it'll be somewhere downtown. So we are going to do that. It's just as a part of our greater project. Are there any other comments, questions, concerns from uh, PTAC members or uh, others assembled? Nick Kuzmiak, PTAC member. Um, so I, I apologize that this has been asked before or if we covered this already. Um, but Adam, can you explain why it's not possible to locate any buses on the west side of um, Vermont Street? Because I'm looking through the report from last time again and it doesn't appear that there's any there are any locations investigated on the west side of the street so adam weigel transit and parking manager um some of the constraints are uh there's other than the ex the current setup that we're on right now there's really no other ada compliant locations um anywhere even on the west side of the street uh, you need five foot of width and eight foot of depth at every boarding location to be ADA compliant. So you've got five foot sidewalks in those areas. There's um, planting strip in between the sidewalk and the curb. So we'd have some capital improvements to make. Um, uh, with anything directly adjacent to the library, there were, there's, there were some specific site plan requirements for the library and, and the, the parking that's immediately around it. So we'd be looking at a revised site plan um, for a site that, that might be a challenge. Um, there's also just the consideration of how much linear space you need to taper a bus into a location and then back out of a location. On a straight curb like that, we're able to get away with it on our current block because we pull in buses essentially first one in, first one out. They generally end up in the same places, but not always. Um, on the west side of the block, there's a bump out there at the corner of 7th it would take the bus quite a bit of distance to taper into that curb and actually get alongside the curb. Um, so much so that it might challenge, it might challenge us to need that space where the current ADA parking space is up um, a little farther to the south, uh, which 
is, is not going to happen, right? I mean, that, that ADA space has to remain. Um, that's the place with the curb cut and the accessible ramp. So um, there's just some functional issues with, with us being able to do that quickly and easily. Okay. Thanks for the explanation. I appreciate that. Um, the bump outs and the ADA spaces definitely are geometrically not going to make it happen. I'm kind of curious on the idea of having to expend capital to modify a sidewalk to make it bus stop um, accessible. That sounds to me like something that the the entity asking for a change would probably have to be on the hook for. Um, is there any mechanism in place for doing something like that? Uh, should we ever see this in the future and there actually is a way to um, you know, switch around a bus stop? Um, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. So we certainly try to leverage site development. So when there's um, new development going on around town and they are adjacent to existing bus stops, we, we try to leverage those processes to get ADA accessible pads built for us. Um, I, I don't know that we've considered the the collateral in this way, right? Like, please move and we'll give you some money to move so that you can build ADA accessible spots somewhere else. I think from staff's perspective, it's much more about the operational functionality of our site and how it works. Um, I mean, cost, certainly capital cost is something we want to consider as well. And, and honestly, the process is maybe more of a challenge even than the money it takes to actually pour the concrete. Um, you know, if we wanted to do that tomorrow, it, it couldn't happen. We go through a process of design and review, and you know that that's months worth of process that staff um, has limited capacity for, given our low FTEs and our high number of large projects that we have going on right now. So, um, so I don't think that that's something that is that is really the kicker here. That we just can't afford to do capital improvements on a short-term basis. Um, although it is part of the equation. Mm -hmm. Thanks. This is Mike Wozkowski, PTAC Chair. Does anyone else have any other uh, comments, questions, concerns about this analysis? Okay, um, the only thing that I'm going to add in is uh, one of my top concerns for our bus system is the safety of the people that we are serving, the riders, the people who are helped because our riders are being able to get to a business, get to shop, get to work, get back home safely. And so I've reviewed statistics that uh, Adam has sent to me and are publicly available through ArcGIS maps. I do. I see somewhere in the neighborhood of one pedestrian accident per year for the last roughly eight years. That is a pretty low number given the amount of traffic that goes through the 7800 block of Vermont. And uh, I'm loath to call that a uh, true safety issue. It definitely sucks for the one person who's getting hit by a vehicle. But we don't, one, we don't know who is actually causing that. All we have are aggregate statistics that outline where these accidents happen and the general nature of what it was. There's a pedestrian crash or a motor vehicle crash. So 
I do not I do agree that safety is important, but I think we are respecting the safety of uh, the public in that area through our current standards. So in general, I am with Lance Fahey that I do not think this is a wise move for us to do at this time. And uh, with that, uh, let's go on to the uh, next items on the agenda, which is actually PTAC member items. Do any PTAC members here have uh, agenda or work session items that they would like to discuss either at this meeting or in a future meeting? Hey, Mike, this is Adam. I just want to check. I saw August come off mute, but we couldn't hear him. So I don't know if you want to try again. I apologize, August. August. No, I think my headset has a mute button itself on top of the zoom mute so i apologize this is august p tech committee uh, the only thing i wanted to add to what um was said by mike i tried to use the map that adam sent and i had believed those two accidents because I, I wanted to verify it before this meeting but i believe those two accidents in the 700 block of vermont occurred outside of operating hours um i'm pretty sure and i don't have any way of verifying that without the map which is what i tried to do but to mike's point i think the block is high traffic but it is fairly safe because most vehicles are coming off of the light at 7th and Vermont and going less than 30. But again, the, my point was, I believe those two vehicle accidents occurred outside of transit hours. Mike mm -hmm. like P-Tech Chair, you uh, are likely right. I do not have the numbers off the top of my head to verify that either way. Um, so, yeah. Vice Chair P-TECH, um, we had a public comment printed. Do we need to at least have that read and addressed uh, for procedural purposes, or is, is that okay? Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. It's posted publicly. I'm not sure you need to read it verbatim. I'm happy to, if you have any follow-up questions about it, I'm happy to take those. This is Mike Wozkowski, P-Tech Chair. I think that since the uh, public comment specifically addressed the exact same issue in terms of our temporary move to the downtown transfer location, that we were hitting their points. Any other discussion before we uh, advance? And I don't try to cut people off. <laughs> Okay, future agenda work session items. Uh, if you have something that you'd like to discuss today, we have uh, time available. Uh, if you have any other topic that you'd like to us to consider for inclusion on the uh, June agenda, then uh, feel free to bring it up now. Uh, otherwise, you can email Adam, myself, and Lance with your agenda requests if you have any. This is August Rudisell, PTAC member. I just was curious if Adam, if there's online a, um, a progress update that the public has access, access to or you can provide for the bus shelter efforts. I'm Michael, I'm transit and parking manager. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that today um, as part of our transit staff items. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll hold off until that comes around, but if you have additional questions, um, let me know at that time. 
Likewise, Kowski P Tech Chair. Anyone else have uh, agenda work session items they'd like to bring up? Okay. Uh, next PTAC member item on the agenda is the an update on the route redesign study. August and Frederick, do you have anything you'd like to bring up about this? This is uh, PTAC member Frederick Gipp here. Uh, so I attended that meeting last time and essentially they were going over, Foursquare was going over the um, the survey that they were going to implement and so there was a lot of con there was a lot of concern but there was enough concern in regards to kind of like the icons in the survey that were kind of being confusing and so it was kind of just hashing that out making it easier and making it more accessible and kind of just really making the questions more simple that people can kind of get it uh and trying to also establish like questions like you know an i don't know button too just to make sure for clarity so so that's pretty much what it was um just an update in regards to that and that's pretty much where we're at if I miss anything, you can please uh, fill me in, uh, Adam. Yeah, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager, just to build on. on Freddie said, so there was, uh, we have a survey out right now for the route redesign study, and, and that's what uh, Freddie's referring to. There are a number of trade-off questions within that, some of the classic transit trade-off questions of um, should we have higher frequency service or should we have more coverage of routes, um, you know, you know real trade-offs as to where we put our hours and put our service. Um, as, as part of those questions, the steering committee kicked around the idea of, of images to help describe those trade-offs. Um, there were some challenges in getting images that weren't confusing, um, you know, more confusing than they needed to be. So the, the survey that's out now has uh, longer questions that more fully describe what those trade-offs mean. Um, but maybe uh, we might be able to continue to work on the kind of icon imagery that helps clarify the difference between those trade-off options and include those in, in future surveys. Um, so hopefully that uh, helps add a little bit to what, what Freddie was talking about. This is Mike Wozkowski, p Chair. I have seen posts online about the survey, but I have not actually followed it, so I don't know what's on it. Um, in particular, I'm curious on the weighting of competing uh, objectives. Are, is it just you prefer X over Y, or is there a degree of what your preference is that you're allowed to state? Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. The way it's currently set up is uh, it just forces you to choose one or the other. Not necessarily a, you know, a certain weight on one and a certain weight on the other. Um, it's really to get that high-level understanding of if you had to choose between X or Y, which would be more important to you. Um, certainly that'll play itself out in future um, uh, scenarios of, of how we might redesign our service. And then people will really see it come to life and, and say, oh, no, that's, that's too far. Or, you know, maybe let's, let's dial back that idea a little bit. Um, but for now, it's just one or the other. Thank you. And uh, based on your description, it's also you can't choose a tie. Uh, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager, there is a uh, no preference or don't know option for all of those um, in case you 
don't really understand it or, or can't decide between the two, there is that option. We hope people decide because that obviously gives us more information about how to how to wait, um, you know, where our focus might go. But there, but there is the option to essentially opt out. Likewise, Cascade P Tech Chair, thank you for that, Adam. Uh, does anyone else have questions for Adam, August, or Frederick about this survey or anything else on the RAP redesign study? Okay. Thank you. Uh, next item on the agenda is to transit staff items, which is next steps for the uh, transfer facility project. Adam Weigel, transit and parking manager. I actually have a few more bullets on my list since I got this uh, agenda up. And I might start okay. with the, um, since we were just talking about the survey, I just wanted to note that that got posted on Monday. Um, we already have 278 responses, so it started off strong. We'll keep pushing it out. Um, the intent was to get it out before uh, KU students were gone for the semester and, and really do that outreach uh, in a strong way. So um, we, we think we've gotten a good bump from them, but we'll continue to um, push it out over the next couple of months. So we've got a little time to represent it to the public or keep encouraging people to get on and take that survey. Um, but that's a good strong start, we think. Um, so in regards to the facility, uh, we do have, uh, we had a pretty successful um, immersion week a few weeks ago where there were uh, eight stakeholder meetings, two public meetings, a number of design meetings in between those. Um, the design team got a lot of information. Uh, we got some pretty good rough sketches on, on paper that uh, the consultants will be, are currently refining. Um, big picture, we are looking to get um, final concepts um, selected for both the Bob Billings and Crestline site and downtown. We're looking to have those selected at the June 15th city commission meeting. So we're moving on a pretty swift schedule here. Um, to back that up, there's some important dates I want this group to think about. Um, one of them is really would like to have a recommendation from PTAC and um, Multimodal Transportation Commission to help us recommend um, preferred options for both the Bob Billings site and the downtown site. Each of those groups needs to have that recommendation made separately, but we were interested in doing a joint um, session with the consultant to talk through the options. The, um, the consultant currently has three options for Bob Billings and Crestline, three for downtown. Um, we're hoping that we can uh, have this group work with Multimodal Transportation Commission at their June 7th study session time, which would be 5 to 6 p.m. Uh, there would not be any decisions made during that hour block time. Uh, but both groups would be able to listen and ask questions and um, hopefully come to a consensus on which uh, which options are the most desirable um, with the intent that hopefully at the June 7th meeting portion of Multimodal Transportation Commission, they could provide a recommendation. And then the following week at PTAC on June 14th, uh, this body could 
uh, we could do a short re-presentation of what we had talked about on June 7th, but then that this group would uh, make a recommendation to City Commission. Um, so I wanted to gauge initial temperature from folks here on that idea of having a joint session between the two groups for essentially discussion only and, and kind of hashing out the different options and then recommendations to follow that at your respective meetings. Uh, this is Mike Wasikowski, P-Tech, sure. Sorry. Uh, go ahead, Lance. Uh, Lance Fay, Vice Chair, P-Tech. I'm, I'm just going to say that I would be willing to make myself available for that date and that meeting. And Mike Wasikowski, I am also available at that time, so I've got it blocked off on my calendar now. Kuzmiak, P-Tech, and also MM MMTC. I'll definitely be there at that time, but um, I think it'll be particularly nice to have both groups in the same place at the same time to kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Because oftentimes at MMTC, we do wish that we had more of an input from public transit. And having Adam uh, stop by every once in a while is certainly helpful. Um, and my attempt at recounting our minutes is hopefully helpful. But it'd be, I think, kind of a long time coming to actually have the two groups meet and um, see what we can learn from each other. Gregory Kutzel from uh, PTAC. Uh, Adam, was there the consultant's uh, alternative or design uh, resources? Would they be available for that? Is that what we're, the review is for? Yes. So, uh, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. The hope is that um, in early June to be able to get out some of the materials themselves so that you're not seeing the concepts for the first time at that meeting, but that you have a little time to review actual drawings and think about um, think about things. Um, we're a little more prepared for that discussion. But yes, the intent would be there would be actual drawings to respond to. The consultant would walk through and present each one and the, the trade-offs or the pros and cons to doing things uh, in different places or in different ways. Um, and that through that discussion there, you know, we would come to a preferred option um, for, for both the Bob Billings and Crestline site, our, our primary site, as well as the improvements we're looking to make downtown. Uh, uh, so are those, that, that's at schematic level at that point. Um, is there, I'm, I'm sorry for um, not understanding the full schedule, but I'm assuming there's a full schedule uh, that is out from schematic to understand after those choices or recommendations have been made to go on to uh, the actual preferred design? Yes. So we're hoping uh, that this whole initial effort over this last couple of months and leading through, through June is to get us to um, preferred concept level design. So um, uh, pretty simple schematics, I suppose. Um, once we have selected preferred options for both Bob Billings and downtown, then we can move towards final design. Um, but that, the rest of the design process is going to happen over the last half of this year, um, with construction beginning in early 2022. Um, it's, it's possible we might be able to look at bidding some material type things out earlier than, than 2022 just to get stuff in the in the schedule, so to speak, so we're not waiting on steel to show up, for example. Um, but 
2021 is really all about getting us through final design, 2022 being all about construction. Thank you. Hi, Paul Zikowski, P-Tech Chair. Anyone else have comments about uh, this upcoming meeting or work session? Adam okay. Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. The other uh, piece yes, I just wanted to share is we are also, um, we're not going to be able to recreate all of the individualized stakeholder meetings we had uh, last month, but we do plan to also have uh, some open to the public meetings. Uh, we're currently looking at June 9th um, on a Wednesday to have similar to what we did for public meetings during immersion week where we had one um, that was over the lunch hour and then one um, in the evening like 6 to 8 p.m. Um, so those would also be times that the general public would be able to see drawings, interact with the consultants, ask questions um, so that Leading up to that June 15th City Commission, we would have had um, a lot of input, not only from you all and advisory committees, but also just from the general public. So there's some understanding, uh, hopefully already, in the community when we're um, going before commission on the 15th, and it's not the first time that people have seen something. There is uh, one other effort that we are trying to work on as staff, um, and we don't have a clear path forward, but we've got a couple ideas. Um, leading up to Immersion Week and during Immersion Week, I think we didn't get quite as much downtown business participation as we had hoped we would get. Um, we had, before that week, we had four uh, different Zoom meeting times made available. Um, and then during that week, there was a focused time for, for businesses and, and tourism and uh, that sort of thing. Um, not getting quite the participation we had hoped for. We're looking into, if, are there other more direct outreach things we can do? We're investigating things like mailers or paper handouts that we could walk into businesses um, to, if nothing else, try to get more participation at the public meetings on June 9th. Um, or of course, you know, just receiving written comments or, um, or phone calls. But, uh, really hoping to do as much as we can to engage downtown before June 15th so it doesn't feel like people were brought in at the last minute. Um, so just a heads up that we're, we're trying to work on that stuff and, and make sure we hear from people before um, they feel like a decision is imminent. This is Mike Waskowski, P-Tech Chair. Is there anything else you have, Adam? I do, thank you. Um, so a couple other things. I uh, wanted to note that we put out a request for proposals for mobile payment services uh, last week, last Wednesday. So um, the ability to purchase transit fare on your phone and use that when you board the bus, uh, that RFP will be out for 30 days. So it will be closing on June 4th. Um, so I'd imagine sometime in July, July, August timeframe, we should have mobile fare payment available to people in Lawrence. Um, so that's exciting for us to have worked through that and, and had heard this group when they, when they asked us to look more closely into that. Doesn't preclude us still from figuring out if 
fare free is part of our uh, offerings as we work through route redesign this year. That's uh, like I've mentioned before, that'll definitely be a discussion, but um, getting this out this summer will give people, if nothing else, an entire year of, of being able to have one more way to, to pay for the bus and, and use the bus. So we think that'll be real valuable. Um, I wanted to touch on bus stops. Uh, Augusta brought that up. So we put out a press release uh, last week related to seven bus stops that were improved with um, vinyl art from Van Gogh artists. Uh, that was part of, that was one component of the United Way AARP grant that they had won last year and are partnering with us on. Um, the other component is, will be rolled out with part of our um, improvements that we're putting out this summer. We have 19 bus stops that are being improved with um, shelters and benches this summer. Five of those will have um, bus shelters built by students at Peasley Tech. That was the other partnership that United Way helped facilitate with us and through the AARP grant. Um, so we're very excited about that partnership. Um, in addition to those 19 bus stop improvements, we've been uh, really trying to be opportunistic with other ongoing projects and processes and how can we get bus stops improved in the context of, of development or street repair or that type of thing. Um, we, there will be some bus stop improvements along East 19th Street. There's some sidewalk work being done between Haskell and Harper. So we're taking advantage of that process to improve a few bus stops over in that area. Uh, 23rd Street project, East 23rd Street project. So from the Haskell Bridge out to almost O'Connell. Um, that project might not actually go to construction this year, but we are in the design work for uh, new bus stops to be included along that whole corridor. Um, so there'll be a number of new stops along there. Uh, and then also through just the annual street repaving program that's done every summer where they um, they select the most the most needed streets for repair in Lawrence. Um, we're plugged into that process as well. So when there's concrete trucks out doing that type of work, uh, we're getting them to add um, at minimum some ADA boarding pads for us, so connectors from the public sidewalk to the street curb so that people can uh, access the bus in that way. So we think this calendar year we're probably, you know, we've got our, our 19 stops that we know we're going to go in, we're probably pushing close to 30 stops total um, when you start adding in these other projects that we're, that we're trying to plug ourselves into. So um, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, August, to your point, we're, we're trying to work on how we best communicate this in, in a more streamlined or, or real-time way to the public. How do we let people know of what's upcoming and what the timeline is? Um, we're looking into different ArcGIS dashboards and, and thinking, are there maps and sorts of things we can do in that way that's engaging? Um, we, haven't, we haven't figured out a clear path forward yet. For now, it's a lot of, I mean, you see our press releases when we have projects that get completed and we let people know about that. Um, we did the same thing for seven sites that we improved in 2020. We put out a press release when those were done to let people know. Um, but we're, we're hoping maybe we can find a more proactive way to let people see what's coming down the pipeline. Um, one of the things for this group that'll certainly come back 
around this year is uh, staff working on our bus stop guidelines and our prioritization process and how we move through that process of selecting what our next round of improvements is going to look like. Um, currently, there's quite a bit of shifting sands. I mean, there's a lot of need. Uh, be, uh, there's been a lot of bus stops that have needed to improve for a long time, so there's a lot of options for us to look at. Um, and as route redesign and facility come into focus, that'll help us better make sure that we're not improving sites that might no longer be a part of bus routes. We've still got a lot of corridors that we're real confident are, are definitely going to be a part of a bus route, even if it's slightly different in the future. So um, that's kind of the approach we've taken on a lot of the ones we're looking at improving this year, but do hope to create a better, um, more transparent, easier to understand, easier to, to kind of see what's coming down the pipeline process for the public moving forward. I guess I'll stop there and see did that kind of get at what you were hoping for, August, or are there any other gaps? No, that's August, we just P-Tech number. That's perfect. Thank you, Adam. And I think that that was my list, but I'm happy to answer questions about any of that, uh, those items, or if there's anything else um, you're interested in staff update on. I guess I, I pass the ball to you and I take it right back. I um, One other thing I might mention is that we do plan to have our uh, Gillig electric bus procurement on city commission next week. So that's the next, the next approval in the process for the electric bus project is us um, uh, formally purchasing those electric buses. They still aren't going to arrive for a while. The first one will be arriving in um, no earlier than March of 2022, and no later than May 1st of 2022. So next spring is when we're getting those buses, but we are um, moving forward with the purchase of them so that we can start working on all the pre-production um, activities that it creates to get those on the assembly line, so to speak. Likewise, Kasky, PTAC Chair, uh, is that going to be on the consent agenda for the commission that day? Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. It will be. Um, there's, at this point, there's there's a lot of documented history of that electric bus project. So a lot of these procurement type things that we're putting forward do end up on consent, um, and and they reference all the prior work that had been done all the way back to us um, asking permission to apply for this grant in the first place. So um, that's typically how we've approached these things. It's already budgeted and has already been previously approved by commission. So. It ends up on consent um, more as a formality for us to work through the, the process. Okay, thank you. This is Mike Wazikowski, PTAC Chair. Uh, does anyone else have any general comments, questions, or concerns for the uh, city staff, Adam or Serena? <clears throat> Okay, hearing none, uh, I think we're out of our agenda. So next meeting will be hosted on June 14th, I believe, second Monday of the month, same uh, time as always. 
uh, I believe at least for now we are going to continue uh, doing remote only meetings other than the uh, limited people who are in the city commission room. Um, so uh, until uh, June 14th, everyone be safe, be healthy. And uh, if you plan on attending the MMTC session with uh, myself and uh, the rest of us, awesome, that'll be great. I look forward to seeing you there. If not, I'll see you on June 14th. And uh, with that, uh, meeting is adjourned. Thank you, Mike.